In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. First, I like to thank the choir for the beautiful songs and hymns that they presented to us tonight. You know, God actually, in his relationship with us, he described himself with so many descriptions. For example, he said about himself that we are children and God the Father is our Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ taught us in the Lord's Prayer, when we talk to God the Father, we call him our Father who art in heaven. Also, the Lord Jesus Christ himself described himself as the bridegroom and we are his bride. He is a teacher and we are his disciples. He is the shepherd and we are his sheep. He is actually our beloved and we are his friends. And in the incarnation, as Isaiah the prophet said, his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. If you think about all these terms, this means God wants to be in relationship with us and in a close relationship with all of us. Not just a relationship, but a very close relationship, like father and children, like brothers, like groom and bride. Many times in our relationship with God, we forget about this. We forget about this relational dimension in our worship. Many of us, we perceive that religion is a set of commandments and a set of requirements we need to fulfill. For example, we need to pray certain prayers. We need to read certain chapters from scripture. We need to fast certain days. We need to attend the liturgies certain times and so on. And if we fulfill all these requirements, then we will be qualified to go to heaven. This perception is totally wrong or this understanding about our relationship with God is completely wrong. Because faith and worship is not a set of requirement. If we fulfill them, then we are qualified to go to heaven. So I want you to change your thinking and the way you perceive religion or faith. It is not a set of requirements and you need to fulfill them. But it is a relationship. It is a relationship with God. And through this relationship, we will be transformed. We will be changed. If you have a friend, you talk to this friend. And if you have a friend, you listen to him when he talks to you. When you have a friend, you want to spend the time with your friend. When you have a friend, you go and visit him, and he comes and visits you. If you think about God in terms of he is our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, 
or God the Father, he is our father, or he is our friend, or he is our brother, Jesus. And then you will understand when you are praying, you are not fulfilling a requirement, but you are connecting with him. There is connection. How this makes a difference in your life of prayer. If you are focusing on the requirement, then maybe you will pray while you are distracted. Maybe you are praying just saying some words from your mouth, but your mind and your heart is far away. But if you think about relationship, now you are talking to God. It's not about a requirement. You are talking to God. Definitely, if you talk to your friend, you will not say to him words that you don't understand. Or you talk to him while you are distracted. Or you talk to him and rush your talk because you want to finish it quickly. It doesn't work this way. If you understand we are in a relationship, prayer will be enjoyable. Prayer will not be long. I mean, you will not complain that the prayer is long. Because you love God and you want to spend the longest time with him. Can you imagine if you go to your friend and tell him, you know what, the time I spend with you is very boring. And can we make it just as fast as possible? Because I, I, in reality, I get bored. How your friend would feel about this? Many times that's what exactly we say about our worship. Why the church is so long? No, we don't want to spend this time. Because you perceive prayer as a duty, as a requirement, you have to make it, not as you are talking with your friend, you are talking with your father, you are talking with your groom. No, it is just a requirement. So, so just let me finish it as soon as I can. The same way in reading the Bible. If you perceive it as a requirement, just you read the chapter as quick as you can. You understand it or you don't understand it. It doesn't matter. You read it or not, it doesn't matter. It's a requirement. But if you know it is not a requirement, it is a message for your beloved one. It's a message from your bridegroom. It's a message from your father. You want to know what the message he is sending to you. And you will be happy reading it. And you will be anxious to read it every day. Because you want this message from him. One time, San Antonius, the father of the monks, were sitting with his disciples. And then they brought to him a letter from the emperor. Emperor like king. Emperor Constantine sent letter to Saint Anthony. Think about it if you received a letter from the president. How anxious would you be to open it and read it and see what's in this letter? If it is a personal letter to you. I'm sure if, if you get a letter from the principal of your school, you will be very excited to see what the principal of your school is writing to you. 
If you get a letter from the mayor or the governor, you will be more excited. If you get a letter from minister, you will be excited. What about from the president himself? The disciples were excited to know what King Constantine wrote to St. Anthony the Great. But St. Anthony took the letter and put it aside. So his disciple asked him, aren't you anxious to know what Emperor Constantine sent to you? Please open it and read it to us. Want to know what's in this letter. So St. Anthony wanted to teach them a lesson. And he told them, you have a letter not from an emperor or a king, but you have a letter from the king of the kings and the lord of the lords. And I don't see you that anxious to read this letter. You know why? Because, again, they perceive it as what? As a requirement, as a duty. Abuna told me you need to read one chapter every day. So just I want to finish this duty. I want to get it done. I want to read this chapter, and that's it. But if you think about it in terms of relationship, you have a letter from your groom, from your father, from your shepherd, from the one whom you love, and he loves you very much. You will be anxious every morning to open the Bible and to read the message. And if you don't understand what is in this message, then actually you will search. Can you imagine if you get a message from the principal of your school or the dean of your college and you don't understand it? You will try to understand it. You will get a dictionary or you will search it on the internet to understand every single word in this message. And you will spend the time to understand the message. Sometimes when we get letters from lawyers or court, this language is very difficult for any regular person. And sometimes we make a lot of effort to understand what is in this letter. And if we don't, maybe we'll go to a lawyer and we'll hire a lawyer to explain to us what is written in this letter. In the same way, if you don't understand the scripture, what would you do? Are you content that you don't understand it? And that's it? Many people say, I don't read the Bible. Why? Because I don't understand it. Can you imagine you have a letter from God, a personal message from God to you personally, and just you ignore it? You don't read it? Again, do you know why? Because you perceive it as a duty, as a requirement, not as a relationship. In less than 10 days, we will start the great fast. And again, how do you think about it? Do you think about it in terms of relationship or a duty? If in terms of duty, you will try to skip most of it, or maybe not to fast at all. And Satan will give you a list of reasons why you should not fast. But if you think about it in terms of relationship, that in fast, you discipline your body, so your spirit will lead your body, not the opposite. As St. Paul said, spirit wars against the flesh, and the flesh wars against the spirit. And why you want the spirit to win? Because when the spirit wins 
in this war between the spirit and the flesh, you can connect easily with God. You can have this relationship. If this all what it takes to be in relationship with God, to discipline my body and get my spirit, lead my body, so I can be in relationship with God, oh, I'm so happy to do it. I'll be very excited to fast. Even if more than 55 days, I will fast. Because this actually will help me to be in relationship with God. In the same way, apply it to confession, apply it to communion. Many people, for example, in communion, they come late and they start arguing with Abuna. I came late, can I take communion? I just missed the gospel by 15 minutes. Because your focus on, on it just as a duty. You, you learn it in the church that communion is given for forgiveness of sin and eternal life. So you are not focusing on the relational dimension. You are just coming, want to take communion in order, in your mind, if I take it once every week, then I will go to heaven. Like a duty. If you fulfill this duty, then you will pass the exam. It's not like this. If the person think about communion as a union, as a relationship, then actually you will come very early to the church. Because you don't want to miss any prayer. You want to enjoy all the prayers with God. You want to enjoy all the communication and to be prepared for this moment in which you eat of his body and drink of his blood and his body and blood abide in you and you abide in him. It's again relational, not just a duty or a practice. If you understand this, you will not say, you know, liturgy is too long. I'm just coming for the last 30 minutes or 45 minutes. I cannot stay longer than this. Again, because you perceive it as a duty. Many duties in our life, we think how to be smart to finish this duty as quick as we can in order to get the reward at the end. Many times we think about relationship with God in this way. Confession, it's a duty. So I'm going to Abuna just to fulfill this duty. I'm going just to say some sins, but without regret, without remorse, without godly sorrow. But if you think about it in terms of relationship, if you have a very dear friend and you sinned against him, you hurt him, you wounded him, then when you go to him, you will be actually in, in a spirit of remorse, regret, sorrow, to apologize and to ask his forgiveness and to ask you to give you another chance. If we understand confession in terms of relationship, not in terms of a duty or a requirement, then when we come in confession, we'll come with a broken spirit. We'll come with a contrite heart. We'll come to God apologizing for our sins and asking his forgiveness, asking him to give me another chance. Can you see the spirit of the prodigal son when he returned to his father, 
He returned it to him with sorrow, with regret, with feeling that he is not worthy. Father, I have sinned against heaven, and to you I am not worthy to be your son, but consider me as one of your hired servants. Again, because the prodigal son was thinking in what? In terms of relationship. He's returning to his father, whom he wounded. But he was not thinking about, it's a duty. I'm going to go apologize to my father so he can restore me to the sonship. If he actually was thinking this way, he wouldn't actually be accepted. The message that I want to leave with you tonight, in your relationship with God, in your worship, don't think about it in terms of duty and requirement. I have to read the Bible. I have to pray. I have to fast. I have to confess. I have to take communion. And if I do all these requirements, then I'm qualified to go to heaven. No, forget about this. Forget about this completely. It is a relationship. It is a relationship. That's why God described himself in a relational terms. Father, groom, shepherd, brother, friend, loved one. Think about this. And if you start thinking in, in your worship, in relational terms, you will see how your life will be transformed. Because two things will happen. Number one, all the practices that you are doing, it will be done with another spirit, a totally different spirit. It will be done by spirit and truth. That's number one. And number two, in this relationship with God, you will be transformed. Like if you have a very close friend, this friend actually will change you. If he's a good friend, you will be a good person. If he's a bad friend, you will be a bad person. How much more when we are in relationship with God, we'll be transformed to be like him, to be transformed from glory to glory. So your life will be changed. And this will answer a very common question. I go to church, I pray, I read the Bible, I fast, I, I go to church, I take communion, I confess regularly, but I'm not changing. Why you are not changing? Because you are thinking in terms of duties, requirements, not in, th in, in terms of relationship. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.